Hello there, this is Crystal, and you're listening to the Crystal Archive podcast. Crystal Archive Podcast, episode number 40, recorded on January 9th, 2018. And I want to thank you all for joining me as I record this very late-night audio-only podcast. The first audio-only podcast I've done in quite some time. And it's been at least three months since the last podcast at all. We've got a lot to cover. This is being recorded the day after the 12th anniversary of the Crystal Archive being online. As such, I think it's appropriate, now that it's a new year, that I talk about all the things that have happened in 2017. First off, I'm going to give you a pretty big review, a shortened summary of each month from the beginning of January 2017 all the way through to the beginning of September 2017 where I recorded the last podcast episode number 39. After that I'll go into much more detail about the posts that have happened since last podcast and finally I'll follow it up with quite a bit of news for the near future that uh, will really influence the way the Crystal Archive is run and how it goes forward and what kinds of things I hope to be working on in the very near future. I'd like to really get back into the habit of doing these podcasts every month or every two months, so there's not such a long time in between episodes. I also have at least one person I'm wanting to interview for the podcast, which hopefully I'll be able to do next time. As such, I want to make sure that this podcast is pretty quick. I actually wrote out most of what I'm going to say for the year in review, so I expect that to take a very short amount of time. So with that, let's get started with January 2017. Not a lot of content was posted, just the excitement for the Nintendo Switch announcements. The Crystal Archive turns 11 years old on January 8, 2017. And that brings us to February 2017 where I attained a Crystal character account on social media site Gab. On here, I would be posting Crystal fan art almost daily. My attempts to use it as a social commentary as the character Crystal would not work out. In this month of February, I began trying to post something almost every day on the site. This started with a lot of Miku Miku dance and speed painting videos. I created the Crystal cosplay group on Flickr for holding the thousands of full-resolution photos I had of Ayano Haramaki and other Crystal cosplayers. Ayano Haramaki showed off her Zero Suit Samus costume for the first time this month. The Crystal Archive was upgraded to HTTPS for security, and Further Confusion 2016 video and photos were finally posted. With that, we march straight into March 2017, where the Nintendo Switch launches to much critical acclaim along with the amazing game, Zelda Breath of the Wild. In this month, I posted even more Miku Miku Dance and Speed Paint videos. NJ Fox's fan game, Star Fox Adventures 2, continues to develop. Then, out of nowhere, a cosplay company begins to sell crystal costumes. Some even have staffs for the costume. I release an 8K emulated recording of the Star Fox Adventures cutscene where Crystal gets trapped in a crystal at the top of the Krozoa Palace. 8K is four times the resolution of 4K and it was very difficult to work with. Star Fox Adventures glitches and a new record speedrun were reported this month. I attended Furry Fiesta 2017 along with Volpine Media doing photos while Lilat Mobius Adventure and I did video footage for Ayano Haramaki. 
as she walked around the convention floor and interacted with guests. I think this was the first time that she showed off her Zero Suit Samus costume publicly. Which brings us straight into April 2017, where this year's April Fool's Day joke involved a holographic crystal girlfriend from Gatebox. Ayano Haramaki's crystal cosplay was featured in a few videos and images, and unfortunately, we had the Nick Robinson and Anita Sarkeesian madness, which happened in the form of a Twitter fight that caused Crystal, as a character, to be dragged through the mud by both parties, which is the absolute worst kind of attention. There were small updates to the fan game Star Fox Event Horizon. Nikki Tens announced her intention to create a Crystal cosplay using a hard mask costume similar to how Ayano's cosplay works. Then, in May 2017, more photos were posted of Ayano Haramaki's Crystal costume appearances at Furry Fiesta. Nintendo's t-shirt design contest concludes with one Star Fox winner. I had to step away from the site for most of the month to deal with an extremely time-consuming cosplay project of my own. I began posting crystal paper crafts I had recently found, such as ones by Tyson, Anthro, and Zynaxed. Otherwise, we prepared for Nintendo's E3 appearances, which would take place in June 2017. This month, I made not one, but two translation errors that led to false stories. First, that Ayahara, the Japanese crystal voice actress, was actually named Teya Ichiryusai. Turns out, both names are stage names, used for different industries. We still don't know her real name. Second, a misinterpretation of Miyamoto's answer to a question about potential future Star Fox anime. Turns out, he was referring to the already existing Star Fox The Battle Begins. Ayana Haramaki had a cosplay meetup at Kimokit 6 along with a lot of photos. More speed paint and paper crafts were featured, as well as some beat art. Star Fox Event Horizon showed off its final set of levels and then released its seventh demo. I discovered dozens of Star Fox and Crystal models ripped from the games on Modeler's Resource. Around this time, Star Fox Online transferred to new owners. I released a 3D printable Crystal Trophy model, which you can freely download and print for yourself. Jordan Sweeto spearheaded a new Get Crystal and Smash campaign. Nintendo had a wonderful E3 presence. I posted about several Crystal Smash mods I hadn't already posted about. Nikki Tens continued to work on her Crystal cosplay. Crystal ranked number one in an online fan poll for the next Smash Brothers characters, only to find out that someone was being naughty and cheated in the voting system. It turns out that Crystal was not the number one choice, although it looked that way at first. Several videos were posted about creating Crystal characters in various games using those games' built-in character customization tools. The Super NES Classic is announced, to almost no one's surprise, and they announced that it will include Star Fox 2, to literally everyone's surprise. This announcement came with brand new artwork for the game. Which brings us to July 2017. Nikki Tens makes great progress 3D printing her crystal mask and learns a lot in the process. R-Wing and Fox McCloud models from Star Fox Guard become available as MMD rigs. Much news and interviews with original Star Fox developers Dylan Cuthbert and Giles Goddard happen in light of Star Fox 2's unprecedented release announcement. Japanese cosplayer Muki shows off her crystal cosplay. A crystal keychain appears on a Japanese fan product site, but is already sold out. A new glitch related to Crystal's story is discovered by Star Fox Adventure speedrunners that allows them to skip almost the entire game. Shadow Snake began work making a new Crystal mod for Smash 4 based on Little Dragon's rig and the Palatina character. I had to travel and have surgery this month, so I didn't post very much, but that would change in August 2017. MMD creator Shkatan Kitsune666 creates a new crystal MMD rig while other artists work with their own rigs. More Star Fox characters and vehicle MMD rigs become available. Crystal prints signed by Estelle Ellis go up for sale. Several crystal mods are posted about, such as one for Counter-Strike Source and Left 4 Dead 2. I created a week-long discussion about a potential Star Fox anime and what things you could watch in the meantime while waiting for the real deal. My suggestions were Firefly, Guardians of the Galaxy, Stormhawks, and SWATcats. Bagel of Time showed off her crystal bust sculpture. 
I created an update to one of my oldest videos showing the Aperoid shot difference between the English and Japanese versions of Star Fox Assault, but this time in 4K. Pepita, along with several other cosplayers, did a Star Fox cosplay photoshoot with her being the humanized crystal of the group. A hand-painted acrylic crystal art piece was posted and then immediately bought by Volpine Media. The previously posted crystal custom amiibo got a customized box. More Star Fox Adventures glitches are discovered. Star Fox 2 footage from the final game starts to be posted online. Super NES Classic pre-orders go up, only to sell out instantly due to bots. I begin a weekly practice of posting 4K Star Fox Assault cutscenes for both the Japanese and English versions. For the briefing cutscenes, there are lip-syncing and facial animations that are different, so I superimpose the English voice acting and subtitles onto the Japanese animation, to much nicer effect, most of the time. Nintendo had a Star Fox 2 presence at PAX West, where they were giving out free posters. I posted a funny video about a glitch at the end of Star Fox Adventures that required me to get 16K video, which is insanely difficult working with. I posted about the Real Seal's human crystal cosplay, and she did a really good job posing for the photos. Nintendo posted a brand new instruction manual, interview, and development documents relating to Star Fox 2. Finally bringing us to September 2017. Scaling released his Crystal mod for Smash 4 which replaces Fox with Crystal. He hopes to work on it more in the future. NJ Fox continued working on his Star Fox Adventures 2 fan game, getting it close to version 4. Which brings us to September 3rd, 2017, where I recorded the Crystal Archive podcast episode number 39 live as an OBS stream. It was quite the learning experience. And that's everything that happened in 2017 up to the last podcast. Well, mostly. It's just the highlights, really. But I hope it gives you a good idea. We've certainly covered all of it before in previous podcasts. But now that we've reached the point at which I recorded the previous podcast, I'd like to go through these next stories leading up to today in a bit more detail. So I'll be going through them in order, chronologically, as they happened. First... We had a Crystal Me tutorial for the Switch. I continued my weekly habit of posting Star Fox Assault cutscenes, especially the English and Japanese mixture videos, every week. We finally got a translated version of the Star Fox 2 interview with the developers. There were a lot of interesting tidbits in there. Site reader Jimiki produced the Crystal theme on piano and sent it in. He also sent a link to his sheet music for the Super NES Star Fox's Cornerian theme. Livent Dark likes to modify figures, and he managed to turn a Monster High Caddy Noir body into a custom crystal figurine. With great sadness, Nintendo announced that it was shutting down the Miiverse, and all of the hundreds and hundreds of crystal-related fan arts that were there would soon disappear. I initiated my attempt to create a backup of at least the crystal parts. There were other people who wanted to do the same, but for the entire site, I was mostly focused on crystal. I immediately started setting up some code, and I even created a GitHub project for it where we could algorithmically find and then download whole pages as well as the art for crystal. I would later ask for a lot of volunteers to help with that effort. Nintendo announced a new Nintendo Direct for Wednesday, September 13th, and we weren't really sure what they were going to talk about, but we decided we would watch it anyway. In preparation for this, something I'd been planning for a long time, I finally announced the much-requested Crystal Archive Discord server. It's like a chat room with multiple chat rooms, and it keeps a record forever, kind of like a forum, and... Well, it's just different. I shouldn't have to explain that to you if you've been around the internet for the last few years, although it's relatively new to me. So, we created a Crystal Archive Discord server, and many of you joined right away, and it has been an active discussion ever since. For the rest of the video, I'm not going to really mention when I post about a Star Fox Assault cutscene, since I post those almost every week on here, unless there's something really significant about that cutscene. But there was another one, right after that. Then I posted something from Game Maker's Toolkit. It was about Star Fox Zero and how the controls 
really didn't work, and not just that they didn't work, but why they didn't work, and what things they could have done to make it better. I thought it was an excellent discussion of what could have been. I continued to chronicle the Miiverse scrape progress as I found lots of new artists with your help, especially on the new Discord server, and we managed to find somewhere around 900 crystal-related drawings right off the bat. For Affinity user Golab08 posted a crystal figurine for sale. He put it up for auction with a starting bid of $70. I decided to kick in $80 just to see if I could get it. And what do you know, I won. So I had a brand new crystal sculpture coming to me from Poland. After all the excitement with the Miiverse shutting down and the Discord server and the Super NES Classic Star Fox 2 announcements, I was feeling pretty tired. So I decided to take a break and said that I would not be posting very much, if at all, until the Super NES Classic came out. And that I was also looking for a dedicated volunteer to help on the site and in other ways, which I is a position I haven't completely filled yet. But I, did, I have gotten some help from various people on Discord, and I hope that continues. But I still would like to find somebody who knows a bit of HTML, CSS, and maybe even some JavaScript who can help me with the real technical issues of running this site. On September 23rd, 2017, I was happy to talk about the fact that Star Fox Adventures turned 15 years old. Star Fox Adventures had previously been celebrated on the Crystal Archive for having reached 10 years just a few years prior. After my break, I announced with great fanfare that I would be coming back, and I did so by posting my very first video playthrough video, video game playthrough video, wherein both I and Volpine Media together played through both Star Fox and Star Fox 2 on the brand new Super NES Mini, Super NES Classic, that we had just obtained the night before. I had never played Star Fox 2 on ROM before, so I was completely new to the experience while Volpine Media had played it quite a lot. So we got to see kind of how difficult it would be both for new and experienced players. Nikki Tans posted an update video on her Crystal cosplay mask where she was working with the 3D graphics to create an inverted mask that she could make by filling the cavity with a hardening substance to create a solid mask shape out of many inverted shapes that were 3D printed. It's a rather brilliant strategy to make large, seamless objects from 3D prints. In one of the first posts that I can thank the Discord server for, Angel Fox Dreamer was able to give me her Animal Crossing crystal outfits, which I was able to post. You can scan these and you can have various crystal and Star Fox related outfits available to your Animal Crossing character just by scanning the QR code. Chatton Katsuni666 posted a new Crystal MMD rig and video, which is based on the original Star Fox Adventures Crystal. Ayano Haramaki hadn't been seen very much online for a long time, and she posted quite a few updates talking about her sickness she'd been going through recently. She's been very sick and was finally beginning to recover around this time in October, but because of the weakness and the various problems related to her recovery, she could not continue to cosplay until the next year, she didn't think. And that turned out to be true. She, didn't, she ended up not cosplaying for the rest of 2017. And to this day, in January 2018, I still don't know when is the next time she plans to cosplay. But I hope that her recovery has been going well. Even more MMD videos come out with differing models from various rigs. Master Mew King made the amazing discovery that with an update to the Nintendo Switch, it suddenly started supporting GameCube controllers. This was speculated as maybe being uh, ind indicative that they were going to be releasing a Smash Brothers game, uh, or maybe they were planning to have GameCube games supported on a virtual console service, in which case they would need to be able to support GameCube controllers. It turns out neither one of these is true. It was actually an accident that this worked at all. Apparently the GameCube controllers, along with the USB connection, the, the connector that was used to allow GameCube controllers to work with the S Smash 4 on the Wii U, uh, it just happened to work because 
the Switch treated the GameCube controller like a regular old USB controller. They said they think they were doing this as a byproduct of trying to make third-party controllers become a possibility on the Nintendo Switch. On October 25th, I discovered that the official European Nintendo website features Peppy Hair as its 404 error. 404? What's wrong, Fox? There's even a button you can press that makes the whole webpage do a barrel roll. Once again, in 2017, I attended Nightmare Nights, the brony equivalent of Halloween, and I wore my huge cosplay project that I had worked on earlier in 2017. I actually won the costume contest, so that was pretty cool. But anyway, my going there really kind of put a stop to the posts for a while. So I just let you guys know that that's what I was doing. After that, I posted the Good Job Fox animation. It's a Japanese animation featuring cute and endearing scenes where Fox is overworked and the rest of his team comes to check on him and then leaves him to his rest. And in the spirit of Halloween, I posted about Rad Roach meets Crystal Face Paint from two years ago, 2015. In it, she showed off her face paint, showing her looking like Crystal, complete with painted-on jewelry. This was part of a project where she painted her face a different character every day of the month up until Halloween. Pretty cool that she chose Crystal. And with the end of October, I finally got to post about my huge Crystal Arwing commission by Hololu. She was a fantastic artist. She showed me a bunch of sketches of what she could do, and we talked back and forth about what we wanted for the character and what we wanted her to do. And she was very receptive and helpful, and she just made a fantastic, fantastic Crystal fan art. One of the greatest commissions I think I've ever commissioned. In it, Crystal is in her Armada outfit, a fan outfit, and she's flying an R-Wing in a dogfight with Star Wolf. The colors and shading and lighting effects are just phenomenal, as well as the R-Wing itself looks really clean and sharp. Hopefully she'll be making some actual prints of this soon, and if she does, I'll be sure to be putting one of these on my wall and they will be for sale. I've allowed her to sell it to anyone, so even though I commissioned it, she's free to sell it, and so you may find this this commission out there for sale at some furry convention in the future. In the meantime, though, she actually allowed me to release the full resolution image, 5700 by 3900 pixels, more than enough to make a 4K wallpaper, which in all honesty, I'm wondering why I haven't done that yet. I really need to do that. Shortly after that, my crystal figurine arrived all the way from Poland. It took quite some time, almost a month, or maybe more than a month, to get here. But it now sits proudly among my other figurines. As we got close to November 6th and 7th, it was the official time that Nintendo had set to officially shut down the Miiverse. I worked frantically with several artists and several helping people on the Discord server to get a huge number of crystal posts. And in the end, we managed to grab about 25 or 2600 pages of crystal related things. Not all of them images, not all of them text either, but quite a lot. Thanks to all of your efforts, we managed to beat 2500 pages, and I have all that data ready to go and I've been working on it ever since. There's a lot of cleanup to do, a lot of preparation to do, and a lot of ways in which I can make it smaller so it won't really eat up the bandwidth on the site. But eventually I do plan to post this and get it available so you too can see all the great crystal fan art that was posted there. Now the same guy who was helping with the Miiverse project, Philemerus, also managed to create an amazing Half-Life 2 mod where he replaced the character Alex with a crystal model, complete with a custom gun and using Crystal's staff as a multi-tool. And Crystal lip syncs in the game, so it actually works really well. He made some video cutscenes so you could see what it's like to, to see the character interacting. It's not, you don't play as character, as this character. Alex is actually a, side, uh, a sidekick character who follows along with you and helps you out in various parts of the game. He planning, he's planning to improve the model and improve the, uh, the mod in the future. I finally got a chance to post stuff by Commander D, who is a very prolific crystal sprite B 
bead art artist. He's made over a dozen crystal bead arts of all sorts from just about every kind of really good crystal pixel art you can find on the internet. And so really check out that. He even made one that's really huge. It looks like it's about three foot wide by two and a half foot tall. Chatton Kitsune 666 also showed off a new crystal MMD rig based on another rig that had been appearing in various music videos and Half-Life 2 mod that I just previously mentioned. Uh, he made that rig available for download. Abby Stabby, aka Abby Davis, has finally begun Chapter 2 of her Star Fox Adventures comic. In this comic, Crystal has a much bigger role. I don't know if she's going to get trapped in the Crystal yet, but at this point, she and the Cloud Runner she rode on just crash-landed into the Krizoa Palace, so there's definitely some slight differences between the official game and this comic. But I like it so far. The first chapter actually dealt a lot with what Crystal was doing before you actually start the game. So you see her growing up on Soria among the Cloud Runners. Check out the comic. Though I had previously posted about various Crystal and Star Fox models I found on Modeler's Resource, I went back and checked again and found that they had posted Crystal's floating head from Star Fox Adventures cutscenes where she's explained to Fox how to use her staff, the staff itself, and the staff when it's in its shortened form when Fox puts it into his backpack. All three of those models can be downloaded today for free at Modeler's Resource, and they were all done by Models124717. Chatton Kutsuni666 is a madman because already he's released another updated MMD rig, this time based on the rip of the Star Fox Adventures crystal. It has some slight modifications, including a fluffy bandless tail, actual geometry for her jewelry on her forehead and around her neck, and improved facial rigging on the face and on her ears. The iPhone X was released around this time with its true depth camera, which allows its camera system to see in depth, not just color and brightness. Some intrepid engineers at a game jam in Austin, Texas, use these features to create Star Fox with, with the A and the R for augmented reality. In this game, you actually play as Andros, wherein you open your mouth to shoot out blocks and polygons at the R-Wing fighter that's constantly shooting at you. And you can dodge its shots by moving your head left and right. It's actually a pretty cool use, and I've never seen anybody try and do something with Andros as a character before. I finally posted Alpharet's The Strongest Fox Amiibo, which is where he trains up an Amiibo from level 1 to level 50, and then sees if he can beat it, trying to make it as strong as possible. This time was very different because the Fox Amiibo gave him a run for his money. He actually had a really hard time beating the thing at various levels. Commander D sent in some custom Crystal skin mods for the Star Fox Adventures version of Crystal for the action RPG game called Calden Returns. Now this is a top-down beat-em-up type game where you gain experience by defeating a bunch of enemies. You can play it on the PlayStation 4 and on Steam. And given the images he gives in this post, you can actually take it and make your own custom crystal character from scratch using the pixel editor. He even included a video showing it off. As a kind of tongue-in-cheek post around Thanksgiving, I noticed that there was a special video about Star Wars The Last Jedi showing the evolution of the crystal fox. Now in this case, it's an actual feral fox that has crystals instead of fur, but you know, it's close enough. I'm gonna post it on the Crystal Archive. Scrubsy Fox sent in photos of his handmade crystal-themed dice bag, which is perfect for your set of D20s on Dungeons and Dragons Night. It features blue fabric, crystals tattoo on one side, and her jewelry on the other. There are even crystal tips for the strings eBay user FXFrenic found a crystal sculpture in his storage. I'd never seen this sculpture before, but apparently it was bought some 15 years ago. It features a casual crystal, where she's wearing jeans and a t-shirt. It was on sale for a starting bid of $35, and it had a little bit of damage and the tail wasn't attached. You could buy it immediately for $50, and someone on the site did. 
who we later discovered was one of our Discord users, Xcabal. With the admittedly unmitigated disaster that was Star Fox Zero sales, Nintendo officially had their eBay store selling Star Fox Zero and a Fox Amiibo together at an extremely cheap price. You could get both the Smash Brothers Fox Amiibo, Star Fox Zero, and Star Fox Guard for a total of only $25. So this is a story I'd known about for a while, but I never got around to posting it. With the release of the Super NES Classic, Prima Games released an official guidebook called Superpower, where they talk about the games and their development, as well as a bunch of superfans. For the Star Fox series, they happen to mention Star Fox Online, a website that I helped run a long time ago. Allow me to read you the section that mentions us. Although it existed in some form since 2004, Star Fox Online was given new life in 2006 by two community members, DZ Composer and Mr. Crystal. Star Fox Online was intended as a place to aggregate information about the Star Fox series and as somewhere where people could share art and stories, as well as participate in discussion and roleplay involving the Star Fox universe, explained site administrator Sawtooth. The book researchers were right on the money as far as the history of the site goes. My interactions on Star Fox Online helped inspire me to make the Crystal Archive. And then, when something happened around that time, I and DZ composers stepped up to help revitalize the site. I would work there from 2006 to 2010 when I had to step down from leadership. Meanwhile, it's not just me that's featured in the book. Crystal gets a couple appearances. She's mentioned three times in the book. Let me read each one in turn. On page 130, Crystal. The four pilots from the original Star Fox make up the main characters of all Star Fox games with one exception. Following the events of Star Fox Adventures, that game's co-protagonist, Crystal, joins the Star Fox crew in Peppy's place. Next on page 136, Star Fox Adventures is also particularly notable for the first appearance of Crystal, Fox's romantic interest and eventual mainstay of the franchise. Also on page 136, Developed by Namco, Star Fox Assault follows the events of Star Fox Adventures, with Crystal replacing Peppy Hare as the fourth member of Star Fox. Gameplay built upon Star Fox 64's mechanics, while adding on-foot single-player sequences and expanded multiplayer. Now this might be old news to you, but I didn't even know that I was going to be featured in this book until well after it was published. Ayano Haramaki continued to recover during this time, and so instead of making new cosplay content, she would be posting older photos and video that had never been seen before in some cases. Around December 1st, I posted about a video where she showed off her very first time wearing the costume before she made her very first appearance, her first public appearance, at Further Confusion 2010. You can see in this very brief video of her trying out the suit and walking around briefly in a hotel room before walking out. Speaking of Ayano Haramaki's cosplay, Volpi Media got me the final set of photos from Furry Fiesta 2017. These are the final set of 34 photos from the total of 1,700 plus photos that he took those three days in Texas. All of them can be found at the Crystal Cosplay Group on Flickr. The Miku Miku Dance Madness continues with Chat and Kitsune's 666 updated crystal rig as a video. This includes all the previous updates he had done, but now you can actually see how they apply with this very well animated video. Ginso Ichida posted a video essay about Dinosaur Planet. It talks about the game's relationship with the Star Fox series and then argues for the creation of a remake for the unreleased title. Earlier in 2017, I had posted about the human crystal cosplayer, The Real Seal. While I initially contacted her about the post, she allowed me to post all the photos she had of her cosplay on the Crystal Cosplay Flickr group, provided that I wait a while so she would have a chance to release the photos herself on her Instagram. And so I did. Well, on December 6th, I finally posted them all to the Flickr group, and you can see them all in her album. At this point, I talked about the Game Awards for 2017. Now, the Game Awards are really special. They're a lot better than previous Game Awards shows, and for the last few years, they've been really fantastic, with Nintendo having a huge presence there. 
as is our habit, we decided to watch it together on the Discord. There was nothing Star Fox related announced, but it was a grand time, and we got to see finally the final DLC update for Zelda Breath of the Wild, as well as some interesting picks such as Death Stranding from Kojima. Then I posted about Cheeky Boy 37's Crystal Puppet. He had been sending me a bunch of work in progress shots for months, and he finally sent me the final project, including a video where he interviews Crystal using voice clips from the games. Demolition 2013 from Russia sent in a photo of his new Crystal tattoo. It's the same tattoo that Crystal wears on her hip, but he wears it on the inside of his left arm. Along with this post, I also posted about several other Star Fox-related tattoos that other people had posted in the past, so check those out if you're feeling like you need a Star Fox tattoo. Cosplayer and cosplay photographer Half-Light Photography showed off his crystal staff from Star Fox Adventures. He created the staff using a wooden dowel for the staff part, and for the tip he used painted foam. It turned out really well, one of the most accurate, game-accurate staffs I've ever seen, and this was done for a Fox McCloud cosplay, you know, because Fox gets crystal staff during the game. I don't think I've ever seen any photos of the actual completed whole costume, but there's tons of pictures of the staff itself. AJ Lethal has been posting a bunch of Need for Speed car mods, and since these are just cars, he's been doing something a little creative. He's been putting characters in the front driver's seat. And for most of his, or at least a lot of his mods, he decided to put Crystal, the Assault Crystal, in there. She's often wearing a jacket, but it's definitely Crystal in there. On December 18th, Jha2714 posted photos of his custom Crystal guitar. It's fantastic. The result of a two-month process he commissioned a brand new crystal art from scratch and then had it custom printed onto a custom pick guard for his guitar. The result? An amazing crystal guitar. Fun fact, the crystal fan art that was custom made for this hasn't been posted anywhere yet. It only exists on the guitar and it's a really good one. Hopefully we'll get to see that soon. 3D modeler Athrin posted his recreation of Crystal's Cloud Runner from Star Fox Command. It features the basic, rather low-poly model of a Cloudrunner-class R-Wing with a little bitty crystal inside, piloting the thing. The details are actually quite good, and you can download this model for free. The model is available as both a Collada and SketchUp file. Remember Excaball's crystal sculpture he bought? Well, he finally sent in photos of it, and he completed the tail and fixed it all up, and you can check out those photos on the site. Speaking of updated posts, Commander D sent in his updated crystal sprite tutorial for the Kaldun crystal mod. In these photos you can see every angle and every pixel you'll have to create for all the different body parts. Around this time it was getting very close to Christmas. That's Christmas with a K. In preparation for a gift I had for everybody, I decided to post a photo of Iano from last year's Christmas photo shoot. Also, with permission, I posted some crystal festive fan art from Avaka of Star Fox. This was to announce that I had something to show tomorrow morning on Christmas morning. And that thing was something I had been working on for quite some time. I managed to get the honeymoon scene from Star Fox Assault up to 4K. To do this, I used a tremendous number of very high intensity, high computation techniques using the relatively new image processing system called Waifu 2X. This was by far the best upscaler I've ever seen, and it turned these microscopic images that came from the GameCube and allowed them to be scaled up to about 4K resolution with better improved picture. I also posted the original version for comparison, although it is slightly better than what you can record with your own capture device. Also, the 4K version doesn't include any subtitles. You'll have to go to the original version for that. Check out the post if you're interested in how I did this. There was a lot of work that went into it and a lot of research onto how best to upscale the images, and it's a process that I'm going to have to do for the rest of the pre-recorded cutscenes in Star Fox Assault. After that Christmas Day post, I decided to take a break for the rest of the week, and I wouldn't be coming back until the new year. January 1st, 
where we welcomed in the year 2018. One of our first posts was yet another Miku Miku Dance video by Chatton Katsuni666, this time using his original rig from long ago. I also posted the Japanese versions of the 4K and original resolution honeymoon cutscenes from Star Fox Assault. An up-and-coming fursuit maker, Sweet Roll Fursuits, just completed a crystal fursuit after a year of work. It comes complete with a foam head, a full suit body, tails, hands, feet with sandals, and also a staff, but that wasn't pictured. I posted about a Cape Claw cover by Denrick III, who does a lot of video game covers. Now Cape Claw is, of course, the level in Star Fox Adventures that has Crystal's theme embedded within it, and he did a really cool job with the cover. I really liked it. That brought us to January 8, 2018. The Crystal Archive got to celebrate its 12th birthday. Golden Fox 51 sent in a picture of Gary's mod for the celebration. Meanwhile, on the Discord server, everybody was sharing their congratulations for our 12 years of supporting that beloved Blue Vixen crystal. Which brings me to today, wherein I finally posted the audio version of the Crystal Archive podcast episode number 39 which is way late, but I figured I had to have it out before, you know, I posted this one. Just wanted things to be in order for the iTunes download. So there you have it. That's everything that's happened since the last podcast. It actually took me longer talking about this than the entire previous year. So with that out of the way, I want to briefly go over some of the new things that I have coming up in the next year. First of all, Ayano Haramaki is still recovering but she should start feeling well enough to begin cosplaying again this year, hopefully soon. I don't know any of her plans at this time. I don't know if she's going to make it to any conventions in America at all. She may not. She may have missed the boat, as far as that goes, for this year. But even if she can't come to America, I'm sure she'll make at least one appearance in Japan, and so we can look forward to photos from her of that. It's with a little sadness that I have to announce that I am shutting down the Crystal Art Gab social media account. You see, it hasn't really done what I thought it would do. I'm not socially aware or politically aware enough to make Crystal respond, and there's certainly not a lot of audience participation with her. So it's basically been just a daily fan art posting place. And even then, I haven't posted fan art in quite some time. Well, I have plenty of fan art to post, but I'd like to get some help with this. So I'm asking for a volunteer. Do you know a lot about crystal fan art and artists? Can you identify artists? Have you seen most of the crystal art out there? Would you be comfortable helping me post things about this? If so, contact me with my email, mrcrystal at gmail.com or on the Discord server and we'll work something out. I'm What I'm planning to do is taking the daily fan art posts, which were pretty popular as far as it goes, from the Gab account, and instead making that a social account through the Crystal Archive account. So what that means is, in addition to the weekday posts of news and updates for the site, we will also have daily updates maybe weekdays, maybe all days of the week, of crystal fan art until we run out. And there's thousands and thousands of pieces, so I don't see that happening anytime soon. So there will be just one crystal fan art a day. It won't be, it won't be fictionalized as if you know crystal is saying, this is what's happening to me in this picture. It'll just be, hey, this is this art, here's the title, here's the artist, isn't it cool? And if there's something special about that piece of art, we'll mention that too. So that's something I'd like to get started pretty soon. If you're interested in helping out with managing the artwork, please let me know. On that note, I'm actually looking for one or maybe two other people for something else. You see, the Discord server has been going on for quite some time, and I've been doing my best to kind of stay there at all hours of the day and night, and I can sort of do that because I work from home, but it's really getting to be too much for me to handle, and frankly, my time spent moderating the Discord channel and keeping track and making sure everything's running stable 
is preventing me from having time to work on deeper, more intricate, more complex crystal-related tasks for updates to the site, which I'll be talking about later. So I'd like to get some people who can be moderators. At right now, I think one is plenty, uh, but I know that there are some people who are in, living in Europe and they could be the moderators during their day when the Americans are asleep and the Americans can be awake during their day while the Europeans asleep. So one in each major time zone, or rather each half of the planet, uh, that might work better. But for now, if there's just one who wants to be a moderator and you can enforce my rules and keep things, keep track of things, and hey, and if there's some new potentially postable thing, let me know about so I can get some information from the Discord from everybody for new things to post. Well, then that would be good. So if you're interested in becoming a Discord moderator on the server, let me know, mrcrystal at gmail.com, or send me a message on the Discord channel. Okay, now something actually new. I've told a few of you this, but this is going to be my first official announcement. I, somehow, managed to purchase the domain name starfox.org, and I plan to turn it into an archive-focused website. So if you go to starfox.org right now, you'll actually find a page there. It's got just an R-wing of my own design, but it's there, and hopefully we'll be able to be putting content on it very soon this year. Now, it's an archive-focused website. What does that mean? That basically means that we're not going to really be focused on news, although I'm sure there will be news. It's actually going to be more of a repository of official Star Fox related stuff. So promo art from games, uh, media reports, interviews, unreleased footage, unreleased stuff from the source code, voice acting clips, uh, cutscenes, backups of the official websites, music, anything that's related to the games and the associated official media themselves. Less about fan works, less about day-to-day -day Star Fox news-related things, polls or social things or whatever. So what's going to go there first? I already have a bunch of Star Fox Adventures and Star Fox Assault voice acting. That will all get transferred there instead of being as a subdomain of the Crystal Archive. All the Super Smash Bros. Brawl cameo clips that I recorded, those will go there. Star Fox Command, all the words, will get an update and then be moved there as a subdomain. So... Star Fox Command, that, that's the Star Fox Command, all the words, that's a more general project. It's not really Crystal specifically, so that's going to go over there. And eventually, we're going to have the cutscenes, promo art, other official Star Fox resources to be featured and hosted there for anyone to download, peruse, and enjoy. Maybe, and there's one other thing I've been thinking about, is, some, is a feature I'd like to call uh, Cannon Fodder. It's going to be a huge database of things and places and characters and events that exist in the Star Fox universe for which we can absolutely confirm. This was in this game. This was in this instruction booklet. This was in this player's guide. This was in the Japanese version of this game's player's guide. Whatever. We're going to categorize the official sources for various facts so we can have a database of what is really for sure known from which you can make your game theories, make your fanon, you know, having a good solid basis upon which to build, rather than, oh yeah, I think someone somewhere mentioned that in an interview with somebody, so that they totally have steel legs instead of flesh and blood legs, you know, like that, uh, that big urban legend there was for a while. Now we move on to some more new stuff, and this time it's about 3D projects. Okay, so there's a lot going on here. As many of you know, there is a 3D artist who goes by Warfare Machine, and he, a few months ago, released a not-safe-for-work model. Now, 3D models are weird because they're not a static image, they're not a video piece of video footage. These models and these rigs can be taken and modified and put into positions that are sensual, or change their clothes and be sensual, or, uh, you know... When you're building these models, you're kind of basing them off of human figures, so nudity is kind of 
unexpected thing to which you often cover over. This, however, this was specifically created as a not safe for work model. It was designed to be used in not safe for work um, videos and other purposes. So I unfortunately could not feature it on the site. Now, he would later go on to create a more detailed version 2, and he made it available for purchase only. It's not free, like the first one. The first one was actually released for free and was later used in safer work things such as the Half-Life 2 mod I mentioned earlier. Well, anyway, this version 2, it exists. It's also specifically not safer work related, and uh, it costs money. I got into contact with Warfare Machine and offered him uh, a, a deal. I said that, you know, this is a sexual thing, I can't post about it, however, let me pay you to create a modified version of the adventures and assault variations of your model. And they'll be clean, and they'll be able to be released for free. If people want to go out and make not safe for work versions of, uh, of videos or whatever, they will have to use your paid model, and if they want to make clean stuff, they can use the free model, which I will pay for and we will release together. And he agreed. What does that mean? That means that for the assault model, the character does not have any skin underneath their the 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 jumpsuit. The jumpsuit is making up the body now. There's no skin underneath, and also any I'm going to call them bits no longer exist on these models. For the adventures models, the bra cannot be removed. I believe there actually won't be any skin below the bra. So the same sort of thing as with the assault model. And um, for the crotch, underneath the loincloth, she will now be wearing a permanent uh, bikini-type bottom thing underneath. So it doesn't really matter what you do. There's nothing to see there. You can't take it off because it won't be a separate piece of clothing. It'll just be there and there. And for the kinds of uses you'll use this for, only for clean purposes, uh, that won't, it won't matter anyway because you're not going to be looking up her uh, loincloth anyway. To make sure this happens, uh, when we release this, which will be very soon, probably next Monday actually, yes, Monday the 15th is when we plan to release it, to download it you have to agree that you will not use it for any not safe for work purposes. So that is a requirement of you being able to download it. It can't be used for any not safe for work things. So that's that. Then there was a series of projects wherein uh, a user of the Discord, who I met on the Star Fox Online Discord, uh, Wrecking Cannon, he got together with some artists to try and figure out what a Star Fox 64 style modeled crystal would look like. He actually convinced one of them to create a mock-up drawing of the front, side, and back views of the crystal character in a low-poly Star Fox 64 style. And they even found a modeler, the Regressor, who specializes in making Nintendo 64 models, low-poly models like that. And they found him, and then they just couldn't pay for it. They couldn't pay the fee to have it modeled. So they donated the images and the use of the idea to me under the impression that I would be able to fund it. Well, I have. The regressor is already beginning to work on it. I just got an email from him a few minutes ago saying that he actually couldn't work on it this week because he has jury duty, but sometime next week he'll be able to be working on it and hopefully we'll be able to see it within two weeks. This will be a fully animated, rigged, Star Fox 64 style crystal. She'll be wearing a jumpsuit much like what the other Star Fox team members wear in Star Fox 64. You know, like close-fitting underclothes with a jacket over it. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to seeing that. He's going to produce an animation to go along with the rig. This also will be released for free. I've also been looking into a third artist trying to create a very detailed, high-quality, stylized crystal closer to something you might see from a Disney animation house or DreamWorks. I found a 3D artist who could do it, uh, who is open for commissions, and I have contacted them. Unfortunately, they haven't gotten back to me yet, so I don't know. And then with all this 3D stuff, um, I've got my 3D printer. I made that 3D printable crystal model a while back. I'm thinking that the model made by the regressor, the Super, I'm using the Star Fox 64 version of crystal, would be very easy to print because it's so low poly 
and so simplistic by comparison there won't be any really detailed features on the character. As such, I might actually try and print that pretty soon. Who wants a crystal action figure? In other projects, I've already begun work on creating a life-size game-accurate crystal staff. I think I might have mentioned this before, but I've paid someone already to create the staff portion, the long shaft, and it's going to have blue light glowing through the little edges with the gold around it. And then I will be 3D printing the tips, which will be lit and, if everything goes according to plan, will be able to open and close. And if I get really good, I'll be able to use some of those uh, vaporizers that look like cigarettes. Not with actual nicotine, but the kind of fake cigarettes that they use in movies when characters have to pretend to smoke. They have these fake cigarettes that produce vapor that looks like smoke, but it's actually completely harmless. Well, modifying those slightly and putting them in the tip of the staff so that when it opens, a puff of smoke, magical smoke, comes out. That's the, the dream, is to make it open and close, have smoke, and have lighting effects. I'm going to be working on that this year. Also, something else I want to work with this year, you know I've been producing these Star Fox Assault cutscene videos every week forever. Well, they're going to end soon. There's not that many cutscenes left. Uh, and when that's done, I'd like to start producing more Star Fox-related video content. I've got a lot of Star Fox collectibles that I think I will individually review, such as the Jack's Pacific Star, Star Fox characters, Peppy, Falco, Fox, and Slippy. I also have the Japanese R-Wing Landmaster and Blue Marine figures from Japan. And, of course, I've got all my older Star Fox collectibles that I should probably have on video at some point because a lot of these things have never been reviewed as far as I know online. And with that I'm sure I've missed something. There are a lot of projects I have in mind for 2018 uh, but I just don't have it written down but I just want to leave you with this one last thing. On February 21st 1993 the original Star Fox came out for the Super NES. On February 21st this year, it will represent the 25th anniversary. And that's for the Japanese release. The North American release was March 26, 1993. So we're rapidly approaching the 25th anniversary of this series that we love so very much. I know that many of you on the Discord server and those who read the website are actually younger than Star Fox. You're actually younger than the series that you enjoy so much. And I think that's Really interesting and cool. I certainly remember when the original Star Fox came out, and I got to see it in a, in a Sears, back when Sears used to have game demos set up. Somebody was playing Star Fox, and it was 3D, and I thought it was really cool, but way too complicated for my teeny brain at the time. I would have been eight years old at the time. Then, of course, almost the exact same thing happened with Star Fox 64 in a Walmart demo, and I immediately bought the game, and the rest is history. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this episode number 40 of the Crystal Archive podcast. You have no idea how many takes I've done of this. Something's wrong with my speech patterns, and I'm really sleepy right now because it's currently almost 1 a.m. and I'm still working on this. Uh, hopefully you won't hear any of the terrible, terrible outtakes. I've removed them all and left just the clean, nice version that you're now hearing. And instead of being two hours long, it's probably going to be closer to one hour long. That's how many... <laughs> stops and breaks and mistakes I made. Wow, I'm really out of practice. That's another thing I need to do. More podcasts. Once a month or, or once every two months, I'd like to get this as a regular thing. And that interview I mentioned earlier. I've got an interview to do. So with that, thank you all for listening. Enjoy your evenings, and I'll see you next time.